Listen to me. I'm gonna be real honest with you right now. This moment came to me in a dream. About a month ago, I was making love. My wife Donna. On top of her, thrusting away. A sultry, hot evening. All the windows closed. The heat turned up to about 82, so it gets sweaty and hot. My hips thrusting down on Donna. Her trying to get away, because she does not like it. When I hear a sound, I rap at the door, my young son Gabriel walks in. My wife says, no, Gabriel, leave. I say, no. Let the boy watch. Tonight, on an all-new OK Talk. Man faces charges after a bizarre assault in a restaurant east of Cleveland. Witnesses say an unruly customer pulled an iguana from under his shirt, swung it around by the tail, and then threw it at the manager before running off. The 49-year-old was arrested just a few blocks away. Now, police say the iguana was taken to local Humane Society to be checked out for injuries. No word as to the person that was the target of that iguana toss. Hmm. Hey, Lisa, I dare you to drink the water. I'm not sure that is water. Chicken. Bart, be quiet. Lisa, drink the water. This one swimming naked in the fermentarium. I am the Lizard Queen! Ladies and gentlemen, friends and enemies, people around the world, podcast recipients, fans of the spoken word, welcome. This is OK Talk. And tonight we have a very special show for you. But first, the following. So, if you don't follow us on Facebook or maybe don't follow us on Twitter, which I guess kind of a lot of people are that way. Yep. I would like to let everyone know that we have a teaser trailer out for the Devil's Creek film. Just kind of gives you a look at what we're working with. People and, digging that. Yeah. And you can see that at any of those places or at devilscreekfilm.com on our YouTube page. There's a Vimeo page. Anyway, check it out. The thing with this that we're doing is all about sharing and we have recently discovered that our podcast was missing from some of the main now when i say missing i mean it was there if you were subscribed but if you were looking for stuff we weren't there and it was because of me and because i was banned like alex jones from my views we were deplatformed we were deplatformed it's amazing <laughs> and, and since october yeah october so here's what i'm gonna ask you to do we don't ask much, just money and all the love that you have, and then a firstborn. Any of the sites like Podbean and iTunes, Stitcher online. Like, 
comment, subscribe, leave us a rating and review on whatever platform you can do that. That kind of stuff really, really helps. It's not just to make us feel good. It helps people find us if we have lots of ratings and reviews. And we do. We can always use more. It is insane how much it helps. We're literally in the zombie apocalypse of podcasts. The zombie apocalypse. You can't take it trademarked. <laughs> Website will be up later. Um, and, and it's very important to stand out. And for instance, in Podbean, one of the things that they look at is interaction with fans. So if you comment in the Podbean app, I will get a notification. I can respond to you. Matt can respond to you. Yep. We just need your help on doing that. And I appreciate everything. And we love you. Thank you. And now without further ado, we reached Hadley Mears from an underground castle deep in lizard people city. Liz Angeles. Via the miracle of X-ray doodlebugs. Hello. Hello, Hadley. It's Matt at OK Talk. How are you? Hey, Matt. I'm well. How are you? I'm doing well. What's up, Miss Hadley? Hello. How are you? I'm very well. Good. Adjusting my headphones here. What you been up to? Writing a lot and uh, leading a lot of historic tours and just plugging along. What about y'all? You know, controlling the universe from afar. Of course. Absolutely. Working our tails (laughs) off. Everybody's good. The family's good. You feeling well? I'm feeling great. I, you know, the world's kind of crazy right now, but doing all my history stuff helps me understand the world a little bit better, I guess. Yeah. You just got to keep your head down, you know, that's, that's right. Keep your nose to the grindstone. Right. You know, run from that dragon. That's right. (laughs) So you can't run anymore. No. Um, I think that that's one of the cool things about, I wouldn't even say that your story is technically fantasy as it were. I think it's uh-huh. it's almost like it's lore and in a lot of it's ways total lore. Yeah, probably. And met- it tells you a lot about Los Angeles and you know just kind of what LA was built on and and what we chose to believe. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So let's do a formal um, intro for Miss Hadley. Okay, <clears throat> Hadley, you have three names. Yeah, I, I, Hadley Hall Mears. I usually go by Hadley Mears, though. Hadley Hall. Hadley Hall Mears, yep. And you... That's southern name. Would you consider yourself an independent journalist and explorer adventurer? I love that. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, you really are a legend tripper. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm a total legend tripper. It's yes. my favorite thing. Yes, you are. I was listening to the Manson episode the other day, and did you know that that... Um, that compound where they had the city and the cave, uh-huh. the Manson people. Yeah. So at the uh, end of the summer last year, Kanye West and one other rapper, I can't remember who it was, create this rap duo called Kids See Ghosts. And they're going <laughs> to debut their album. And all the journalists in L.A., Obviously, want to go see what the F Kanye is going to do next, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. So they, ju- they won't tell anybody what they're doing. They just say, media members, you know, you apply for a pass, and then you show up at this parking lot. 
and prepare to be bused to the location. They take them all the way out there to that land. Are you talking about Spawn Ranch? Oh Is that what it was called, Spawn Ranch? Yeah, it's fun ranch. So wait, Hadley. Last time, last time we had you on, you talked about how difficult it was to get out there, right? Like they they locked it, that place down. Yeah, people were freaking. It's really hard to get out there, and like it's privately owned, so they must have made some kind of deal oh. with the owners. Or oh something. yeah, they definitely did because they had some crazy yeah. lights set up and like these speaker towers. But the funny thing is, they dropped all these people off, and it was like two hours before they started the album. And like oh they waited till like right at midnight at that place, and the moon was full, and the album is literally "Kids See Ghosts Sometimes," "Kids See Ghosts Sometimes," <laughs> "Kids See Ghosts," "Spirit, Spirit, Spirit." <laughs> I was just like awesome. losing my, oh my mind because you said specifically that's the creepiest place you've ever trespassed in Los Angeles. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I love that. You should have been there. <laughs> I, I would have loved to have been there. I would have been tripped out, though, because the Spawn Ranch has super weird. I mean, it feels weird out there. Oh, I bet. So hearing <laughs> that song would have been extra. <laughs> yeah, so much extra. Yeah, and then yeah. The, obviously, like, the bad vibes of the hipster journalists who don't know where they're going, who can't use their phone to take pictures. You know, they're right. just sitting there, right? They confiscated everybody's phone. You couldn't take pictures of the event. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Kids see ghosts so sometimes. Such a crazy. <laughs> That's know. awesome. I, I just uh, I wonder what was going on in the cave that night. I can't imagine. I know. I don't. I shudder to think. Right, right. So let's talk a little bit about your latest article, which is entitled The Lizard People of Los Angeles. Fact or fiction? Yes. Tell me about this, uh, before we even get started with that, tell me about this outlet, Los Angelino. Is this a, did I see this was a newer publication? Yeah, Los Angelino is really cool. It's a new independent publication that focuses on L.A. history and lore and kind of tries to dispel the myth that, you know, L.A. is a place with no culture and no past and and no uh, rich... um, life of its own which is so not true but i think it's something that you know like the new yorker and uh other uh big cities have really helped push that narrative over the decades right that we're just this kind of soulless uh celluloid you know the plastic city exactly and so los angeles there's a lot of like um old school la editors and writers who've been kicking around for years and uh just really wanted to add a new voice to the local journalism scene. So it's a pretty cool outlet. That's that's amazing. That's cool. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. Would it have anything... I mean, obviously, your your article is really interesting. I didn't really get to poke around too much on it, but would it have, like, for a Dallas boy like me, would this would there be interesting stuff for me to, to read on Los Angelino if I just cared about history and lore and things like that? Oh, absolutely. They do a lot of fun stuff where they, like, they went on a tour of, like, this, this, there's a tour company now that you can just tour a bunch of different pot sites and like go smoke weed in a bus and there go to all, where they grow the weed and where they distribute the weed and like weed bars and stuff now that it's legal. So they do a lot of fun stuff that are in, that's interesting, like cool universally. Yeah. And here's and where the cartel like killed a, some hippies <laughs> right over here. This is also where the murders <laughs> occurred. Go, go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you there. 
Oh, I'll just I'll be doing like a bi month a bi monthly um column on different LA conspiracy theories and kind of debunking them and what the real story is behind them. So that should be a lot of fun. So we have a friend who wrote a book called West Coast Wild Men and it's all about Whoa. old school newspaper reports. <gasps> and they're crazy. Those are my favorite things. What a fun wait, what is the book? Is it It's called is it just um, like it's, excerpt? It's called West Coast Wild Men. And no, he basically pulls these old articles and then he writes around them, you know, weaves them. Showing like what similarities are occurring. How cool. That's awesome. Yeah, because the writing is so fantastic and it really was like Wild West coverage. Oh, the writing is really so over the top. Say whatever they wanted. Yeah, like not to, <laughs> I mean, not to not to already delve too far into it, but I was, I was poking, getting ready for this. I was poking around and, um, you know, obviously I read your article. I read a couple of other articles, but then I started going down the YouTube rabbit hole about people who are like lizard aliens exist and here's the proof and they they all reference that like 1934 Los Angeles article where they're like yeah. digging for yeah. and and what's what's crazy is like looking at the text you could almost believe it you know like i i see where someone only reading that could make the jump to like there is proof that aliens exist and they buried stuff out in in uh, you know underneath LA uh, because that's the way they wrote i mean they wrote as if it were all completely real you know and 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 just true they just haven't found it yet no absolutely and you see that a lot uh with especially i feel like local historians uh, there's a lot of times so little to go on that will take like one story and just run with it uh not forgetting that you know even today there's so many articles out that have no basis in fact or very little basis in fact uh, but we're just so desperate for stories that uh, we'll we'll take anything. And, you know, the L.A. Times and all the old Wild West papers, you know, they were very much muckracking, not real journalism a lot of the times. I mean, it fake was news, sell, you might sell, say. Sell. Did you just say fake news? <laughs> I didn't say fake news. No, I would Matt never did. say that. I did. Matt no. did. Matt did. I would never use a Trumpism ever. <laughs> but there was, you know, like William Randolph Hearst owned the um, LA Examiner. You know, they were literally confabulating stories to start wars and stuff. So writing about some kind of schmucky dude who said he had a had a thing that would find an underground city was a very minor little untruth for them to write about. That's awesome. Now, so starting there, did you go back any further with the concept of underground civilizations than just Los Angeles? You know, I didn't really go back further, but it has a really long association, particularly with how uh, European and Western people viewed native peoples especially of the north and south america and it's kind of got a lot of racist undertones and you'll really? see it time and time again that there's all these stories of uh native californians native americans native south americans having these underground cities and i think it was kind of a way to um put them in the context of history that we've buried and also put it in the context of how they were other than us. That they, you know, they, they didn't do the same things we did. So I think there is a huge underground history, but I think a lot of it's rather um, subversive 
and really is a way of making people uh, different well, or less than. It's literally like calling them cave people, right? Like Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, underground history, if that's not already taken as one of the new television shows that they're throwing oh down on God. a Friday night, that would be a good one. Yeah. But that um, would be so much fun. I, I, it's interesting because you, you, so when people hear the lizard people, why don't, um, why don't you just, why don't you just tell us why they would initially think the lizard people and how was this first reported? Why would they initially think the lizard people? Like that they were lizard people and then these, you know, they were like, oh no, they were a superior race. They were just humans, oh. but they were a superior race. That, see, to me, that well, sounds reason- like that's racist towards the Native Americans. And they're like, you know, who, our, our gods came up from out of the ground and they like showed us how to live. Right. And, yeah. and they're like, yeah, it showed that those people weren't actually lizards, idiots. They were superior. <laughs> Their blood was pure. Their skin was white. Yeah, I, I think that, I mean, the reason that the lizard people legend in Los Angeles has become so confused and has so many different meanings nowadays is because of David Icke and the whole alien race of lizard people conspiracy theory that's really come about in the last, you know, two or three decades. People miss it, miss the story that it was actually evolved, just humans, supposedly, who were the lizard people of Los Angeles, and they worshipped a lizard. They uh, were not themselves humanoid reptilian aliens or something. Right, yeah, because that's that's the thing that, that, like Clint was saying, I think throws a lot of people off. You say lizard people, and you start thinking about reptilians and, and things like that living under the ground, but... Because um, people believe that too. I mean, right, and, yeah. And in West Virginia, there literally is supposedly a lizard man, right? right. Um, but this yeah. this was yeah they they were supposed to have what evolved from Mayan civilization or something like that and worshipped a lizard god or, or some such thing yeah. and 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 that's they 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 were literally just a race of people that decided to live underground. Yes. Well, it's kind of muddled. This guy who. Um, made this whole story up this warren g shoefelt guy this mining engineer who convinced the city of los angeles to let him dig on this old hill fort moore hill that was being dismantled and he claimed he'd gotten this story from a hopi medicine man Mm -hmm. which doesn't even make sense because like what do the hopis have to do with the mayans i mean it's also racist and like reductive but um he i think I mean, he, first of all, he came up with this story just for a way to let them d- him dig. Um, and I think people were already primed for these kind of legends of uh, hidden treasure and gold because of L.A.'s rich Spanish and Mexican past. So there was already this legend of buried Spanish go- uh, coins and gold. Uh, that had been circulating for years. And so he kind of just took that and spun it into kind of more modern parlance of these foreign, exotic, you know, others with these kind of otherworldly abilities and stuff. Well, and it was uh, it was the Depression as well, right? So, I mean, that probably yes. people are looking for belief in vast untold riches underneath their feet. Um, you know, that they could just take a shovel out in their backyard and find a lizard person dwelling and <laughs> dig up a bunch of gold, right? 
Absolutely. And people, you know, also that's probably a reason that it became such a hot story for a second in Los Angeles is because it was fun. And people were looking for a story of like, oh, there's some new world out there. It's not as depressing as my world is right now in Los Angeles during the Depression. And, you know, gold can be found anywhere. And I've always heard those stories that there might be Spanish gold in Fort Moore Hill. Like, maybe I can take that one step farther and say that it's actually like a whole ancient underground tunnel system that they built because if they were all killed in a fire again they could go under there you know it was just like a short leap from kind of one legend to the other and at the end of all of it was that idea of uh, unearned unlimited riches that could be discovered that could solve all your problems which is a very common los angeles trope you know (laughs) from the beginning of time is you're going to come out west you know go west young man and make your fortune i love that i love the just expecting to win your fortune overnight. What about, and I don't want this to sound racist, what about the Chinese? There were a lot of, there were a lot of Chinese in Los Angeles. And there was a lot of mining um, but, going on, right? I mean, that was underneath Portland, it's yeah. that way. Underneath Seattle, it's that way. Well, and actually, the first gold strike in California was not up in Northern California where people think it was. It was actually in Los Angeles County. And um, that had happened decades before Los Angeles was anything more than a little Pueblo. So the idea of finding coal, um, coal, (laughs) the idea of finding gold in L.A. County was not a rare thing. And a lot of Chinese who initially came over to America to work on the expanding railroads did end up um, participating in mining activities. But the Chinese in Los Angeles were very marginalized, heavily discriminated against. So they really didn't have much say-so in political or social life in L.A. They were really, really shunned and uh, treated really like second or third class citizens. So why are you busting everybody's bubble and telling them that there's not lizard people living under (laughs) Los Angeles? How do you know? (laughs) How do I know? Okay, actually, I can tell you how I know. Because Fort Moore Hill, not only did Warren G. Schufelt go under and mine and dig behind old mansions on Fort Moore Hill, Fort Moore Hill was also the site of the first Protestant cemetery. Uh, So there were tons of holes, thousands of holes dug both to create those graves and then later to remove the graves. And... Over the decades, Fort Moore Hill has been almost completely dismantled, literally flattened to make way for freeways and roads and construction. They've even used a lot of the dirt from Fort Moore Hill to fill in other construction sites. And there has never been um, an underground temple or stacks of gold or dead lizard people to be found. There are, however, repeatedly bodies from the old Protestant cemetery that are constantly found when they're digging on Fort Moore Hill. I think the last body was just found a few years ago. It was like poltergeist. So there are, there are untold things to be found on Fort Moore Hill, but they're of the more earthly, uh, worthless variety. That's horrifying. Yeah. It is horrifying. So what, were they supposed to have moved those bodies and they just didn't do it? Yeah, it's a really fascinating. Actually, the history of Los Angeles is, first four graveyards, I do a tour about it. They're really fascinating. Um, They were all kind of 
built really quickly and haphazardly because L.A. grew so fast in the late 19th century. And then all four of them were basically abandoned by the 1920s. And so kind of piecemeal different societies or the city would dig up supposedly the bodies and put them in the newer cities that were um, being built in the suburbs of L.A., uh, but it was very slapdash, and a lot of people had been buried in unmarked graves because it was such a new city. And so they said that they moved all the bodies from the first four cemeteries, but they absolutely did not. So there's, yeah, I think as long as there's anything going on on Fort Moore Hill, they're going to keep discovering uh, pioneers' bodies. I just have this mental image of being able to see the 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 land there as if it's in an ant farm yeah so you can see through the dirt (laughs) and seeing the little crazy prospector with the hat and the boot and the pipe out of the side of his mouth and the crazy yeah like with a tiny (laughs) tiny 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 hammer yeah and he's all the way up underneath sharon tate's house right right (laughs) hey i guess it could be possible if there really are all those if they Puddles, were digging underneath you know, they there and going for go through everything, right? If they were going for gold, they wouldn't care. They would. They <laughs> would I mean, it would be unstable. Don't you have a lot of mudslides? We do. It would have been very unstable if there. I think had been an extensive tunnel system like this, it would have collapsed the earth. I would assume eventually. It's it's crazy. And by the way. Um, shout out hope everybody is okay from the fire that you know out there I know it was awful I knew a few people who lost their homes it was really really oh. terrible and we lost some really cool historic landmarks we lost the amazing Terramount Ranch which was one of the early western ranches that mm. they had turned into a great um, park it's, it was a super bummer it was it was no it was no joke a lot of really terrible things were lost so yeah it was bad news um Mm-hmm. Malibu got hit very, very. Yeah, hard. Malibu got hit super, super hard. That was crazy. Um, I want to ask you about one of the things that uh, kept coming up. Uh, like I said, when I went down this YouTube rabbit hole, uh, they were talking about um, Schufelt's device, and they were oh, yeah. they were referring to it as this radio X-ray machine. And the way they describe it. <laughs> Makes you think it's got like a screen on it, and it's like shit. And it's you know imaging everything below his feet, and he's got like a detailed map of, you know, they show the the uh, a lot of the articles show the the map that he's drawn with with tunnels and rooms and all this stuff everywhere, um, or that he had drawn for him or whatever. But yeah, his machine that they that they um, that they describe makes it sound like something from from nowadays. But um, could you describe like what it actually was that he was using? Yeah, I mean, I think it was, he called it, what, his radio gold-finding machine? But I think it was really just a dowsing rod. (laughs) So, it like, one reporter said it was a cylindrical glass case inside of which a plummet attached to a copper wire held by the engineer sways continually, pointing towards minerals or tunnels below the ground. It's just like a pendulum. No, that's a divining rod. Yeah, it's 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 coat hangers. It's just like nothing. I like how the L.A. Times called it a doodle bug <laughs> in one of the articles about it. It would resemble a doodle bug. I heard it had, yeah, like, compasses I mean, around nothing. it or something like that. Like, I, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Like, I think it's hysterical <laughs> that this dude – I mean, what he uh, 
he made a deal with the county, right, to go and to go and dig, and they were like, "Yeah, go yeah. Ahead. Any, anything you Not find once, is half of his twice. own." He twice. made it twice, and after he didn't find anything the first time, he came back, and that's when he came back with this elaborate map showing the ancient underground city of the lizard people and the gold that could be found. Look what I found! I think he knew he had to up his game the second time if the city was going to let him dig again. So I think that that's why this whole map that has caused this whole, you know, conspiracy theory to happen, that map, I think, was drawn kind of as an extra enticement for uh, the city to let him dig one more time since he had failed so much the first time. <laughs> I swear it. I just was over there and I found this map here. Right, exactly. Just tons of arm. <laughs> You can't see me, but but you know the arm shake, the 49er man. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I swear, is it this? Yeah. Uh, well, what's interesting about Schutfeld is that he was a real mining engineer. Like, so I don't know if he had always just been a little nutty or if he had kind of lost his mind or was having some sort of mental health issue because he seems to have actually had a rather successful career working for different, like, legit mining companies before he shows up in Los Angeles with this story. Which makes the whole thing, maybe he did meet some shaman or something somewhere who gave him an inkling of this or just was pulling his leg. Well, I think that's, I'll actually give you a little bit of what I know about the situation because I myself am in tune with said um, lore. So the reason that the Mayans and the Hopi are connected is because they both had a connection with Pleiades. Okay. When the European settlers first encountered the Hopi, that's what they said, was that their their creator gods came up out of the earth and taught them how to live, and then they went right. home to the Pleiades. And this is the legend of the ant people. That, yeah, yeah, of the ant people. And oh, fascinating. Okay. So for the Mayans and the Aztecs, actually, because of the Pleiades... The seven sisters uh, represented the alpha and the omega of their existence. It was technically the end of the Mayan culture, and everybody knows about remembers about the Mayan calendar and everything. So the Mayans looked at the Pleiades as the representation of the end of the Earth. Oh, interesting. So, okay. So you have on one end the Hopis, the beginning, right. And the Mayans is the end, which is interesting because the Mayans theoretically would be earlier than the Hopi. Yeah. Right. Oh, so maybe so maybe there was some Hopi guy who decided to fuck with this stupid white dude and tell him the story. <laughs> I don't know. I think he probably at that point wasn't just hostile towards him. He probably was just like, No, seriously, that's what's happening. Just so you yeah. know. You know, but I mean <laughs> Yeah. That's that's the way that native peoples are. It's like in uh the Japanese, they blew the egg washing up on the beach and the person getting out. Right. Sounds oh, like a space right. pod that landed in the water. Yeah. You know, gave them like the secret of life in a box or whatever. And bam, Japanese civilization begins. Well, yeah. So part of the, part of this story is that like, the reason these people moved underground was because there was some great cataclysm, right? Like there was a great yeah. fire that spread from the Southwest or whatever it was and stretched across. I mean, who knows what that could be? Could that be uh, something from outer space? Could it be earthquake related or or anything like that like i mean i I don't know but that is that is the reason why 
at least they said why these people moved underground is because they wanted to avoid any sort of uh, 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 natural occurrence or otherwise that might happen on the surface. Well, right. Well, they said it was a great fire, which, I mean, is absolutely very likely in um, Los Angeles in this area and could have been caused by an earthquake. But they actually don't say that they lived there. That's another confusing thing. She felt says that this this whole labyrinth was built in case another event like this happened. Like a yeah. bunker almost. Escape pod. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like a giant elaborate bunker. I'm assuming he wanted us to believe it was kind of mimicking whatever their uh, civilization was like above ground as well. Mm. And no. so this was kind of, you know, a last resort for them. But he never really said they actually lived there. He's, he more said it was kind of a, you know, a holding place for them. So, but there were a lot of food supplies and stuff and herbs and And the key room, this is fascinating, the key room, which contained oh, yes, 37, 37 four-foot-long golden tablets, About which the made up of- the secret, <laughs> yeah. which was the history of, that contained the ancient history of the Mayans as a people. Right. Right. So fantastic. Uh, assuming the the most uh, mundane explanation for whatever was going on, what do you think or what through your research have you found was this guy's was was Schufelt's motive? Was he just looking for a place to dig? Did he truly believe that there was gold somewhere under Fort Moore Hill and that he just needed somebody to subsidize his 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 plan to go and get it or I mean what what was going on here? I really, I think he probably either had heard something from some Hopi guy somewhere, or that it's not a lie that there were many, many legends of gold being buried around the Pueblo of Los Angeles, particularly on Fort Moore Hill. There had already been treasure hunters that we know for a fact were digging in the old cemetery. Uh, were digging around uh, the old uh, plaza area, believing there was gold. There was already a legend of this Latino woman in Sonora Town, which was part of um, the old Pueblo, who had drawn this map on her deathbed with an X around Fort Moore Hill, saying Mm. this is where Spanish gold is buried. So that was an established legend of Los Angeles that was really promoted by the boosters in L.A. during the late 19th century who kind of romanticized the Spanish and Mexican past of L.A. Again, come you know, here and get time. get rich, that, that kind of thing. Right. Well, not, not just that, but this kind of romantic time, you know, of pirates and cowboys and senoritas and, you know, vast riches. And it was just all this kind of romanticized past. So I can totally see that he had heard that there was all this fortune under Fort Moore Hill, and he needed a way to get at it. And after his first dig was unsuccessful, he decided to come back with a new story with a different angle. Mm. So I'm sure there was some basis for why he wanted to do it. And there was legitimate stories of other people believing other legends to back up his beliefs. Do, do you know of any instance in modern history, I say modern history, say the, say the 20th century, of people digging up Spanish gold in, around L.A.? Like, has anything ever been no. found on Fort Moore Hill or otherwise? No. 
Okay. I don't. I wish it's I too did, bad. <laughs> but I I've never heard one. But why would they tell us? That's true. Why would they? Well, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's why they say it's out there in the foothills because they're trying to get you off the scent. I'm convinced that people who do stuff like draw an X on a sheepskin map that they just sketch together in the bathroom before their stroke took their lives and choked them is spite. Right. I guarantee you it's spite. Yeah. It's somebody that they're like, you know what? F all of y'all. I'll tell you what. I put grandma's gold over here. <laughs> and have fun. Next thing you know, there's a History Channel show seven seasons long about people looking for treasure. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like I've always said, I want to, I want my ashes to have to be distributed like 20 places before my heirs can get any of my money. Like, it's a way to, like, fuck with people in perpetuity. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if all of that, you know, if a lot of it's just people messing with people at all. I love that. I love that. So check this out, Hadley. This is from yeah. my, my good friend, Timothy Renner, who is the author of several books, and he runs the podcast Strange Familiars. A really good guy, uh, artist, author, podcastier. He looks um, like Gandalf, maybe could use 20 pounds off. Um, this awesome. is from his book, West Coast Wild Men. Okay. Awesome. This is amazing. And this is from 1920. The subtitle is Burglar Looks Like Huge Ape. <laughs> oh, my God. The shaggy orangutan and Poe's murders in the Rue Morgue could have been no more horrifying in appearance than the man or beast who at three o'clock on a recent morning invaded the bedroom of two small girls in Long Beach. LBC, baby. <laughs> the tiny daughters LBC. of H.H. Thompson were asleep in their room in the Thompson home at 3109 Corto Place when they were awakened by a man in the room. They screamed. They huddled under the bedcloths in fear. Thompson, the father, heard screams and rushed into the room just in time to see the most gorilla-like man he had ever seen oh my God. climbing out the window. Before the girl's father could reach the window, the man had dropped to the ground and escaped. Thompson says the man's head and face was so covered with long, black, and shaggy hair with this immense size and ferocious stoop of scalp, he in every way resembled a large ape. The father arrived before anything had been stolen. The Long Beach police are hunting for a man of this ape-like description, but so far without, dis without success. This is from the Oakland... Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> this is from the Oakland Tribune, June 5th, 1920. And, um, wow. Man. Yeah. Nuts. That's awesome. And yeah, that's pretty par for the course. <laughs> yeah, he's got loads of them. I'm telling you, uh, Hadley. I want to. Wow. I, I want to ask you about. There's a there's a line in your in your article that I, I mean I hesitate to even call it a throwaway line because it's a very um, it's it's not a, it's not an enormous article. So I'm just really curious, like what this means. Um, you mentioned about how Shufelt passed away and was buried at Valhalla Memorial Park in Burbank a cemetery with appropriately shady origins. I feel like there's something more there that wasn't included in the article. Is there is there a story behind why you wrote that? Oh, yeah. I actually I wrote an article about Valhalla Memorial Cemetery for KCT years ago. Uh -huh. Yeah, it was run by two crooks who were, like, running a huge 
scam selling plots over and over again to elderly people. And like they had uh, salespeople all over the city who were, you know, reselling plots and doing all sorts of shady stuff. And they ended up going to jail for it. It's a whole crazy story. Were they digging the people up and then just burying it as someone else there? Or were they just putting people, stacking people on top of each other? They were like stacking people up and telling people that they had buried people certain places and they hadn't. Oh, that's bad And digging really shallow (laughs) graves. Yeah, a lot of crazy stuff. That's actually, and it's uh, it's a really it's such a like L.A. like flim flam men huckster story. It reminds it's the same cut to me of Shoe Felt, except you know they were doing something illegal. Right. Yeah, it's a great story. So they sell you a plot in the cemetery, and really you just end up with ashes in a Ralph's can? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was a lot of, you know, they were taking advantage of a lot of old people who had moved out here in the 20s to kind of reclaim their youth or reclaim their health. And then, uh, you know, had extra income that they could take advantage of. It Just real shady, nasty stuff. So when are we going to have a little uh, get-together over at the... Cecil Hotel. Oh my God! Well, I'm I lead an underground LA tour in downtown now every Saturday, so I'm at the Cecil once a week at least. Holy cow! Well, is, we need to go out and do that. Yeah. yeah, which is a strange place to be every week, but uh, right, that's my life. Did do you, do you go inside or do you just like take people outside the building and tell them the story? No, outside is uh, outside is the only place you can go. The inside is currently closed oh. they claim they're renovating it and turning it into like a hipster work live lost space whoa but it doesn't look like anything's being done so it's very <laughs> mysterious the people who purchased it a few years ago are very mysterious and they're not very forthcoming with what's going on in there it could be the lizards trying to secure a place <laughs> to hide out upstairs right? in case there's a fire exactly. downstairs they demolish Fort Moore Hill they've got to find a new place to live yeah. with all that gold and check those, the water tanks those secret <laughs> those secret tablets with the meaning of life tab that is such a popular thing like the Mormons there's always those damn tablets that tell you the golden everything tablets. you need to know I, I think you just referred to tablets with the dam in front of them and i i want to take a moment am i being sacrilegious there well no just you know people write things down on stone in ancient times be ye god or man no i love the gold tablets especially i mean come on the mormons had like homeboy looked into a hat and saw a vision a hat the best south park episode ever is when they explain (laughs) that whole legend with the dum 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 I'm a big I'm a big fan of this dude like I almost want to steal this for myself I'm a big fan of this dude that you reference in this article this other guy who went to uh, to check out and see if there was gold on the hill and he was from the ancient order of willow switchers I'm a really big fan of that old man with his willow (laughs) his willow thing yeah I'm a big fan of that title like I just want to introduce myself as from the ancient order of the willow switchers Right, and I love, his name was C. Burroughs. Yeah. With his willow wand, and he said that tobacco at the end of the willow would tell them if there was gold or not. That's which incredible. Which is so fantastic. I mean, and I love that the LA Times took time to print that as well. <laughs> it also just, back in the day, too, it's kind of like what internet providers are going through now. 
they just had so, I mean, newspapers back in the day were huge and they were printed twice a day. Yeah, that's insane. So I think we also think that they're, that these stories were more important than they were. These stories were like tiny little blips in a giant newspaper that came out one or two times a day. Right. They were like filling. It would be almost, you know, ascribing. Um, I mean, obviously, it's not quite the same, but ascribing some sort of great meaning to a, a random tweet. Right. Like they're just filling exactly. space. Right. But instead, we all say, like, you know, captivated the city and and, you know, you know, L.A. was a spellbound with the story of the lizard people. And it's like, that's not really true. Like, people probably read it and were like, huh. And that was it. <laughs> so, And then they thought about what they were going to eat that day or whatever. The lizard people? <laughs> I don't yeah. like lizards. Aren't snakes yeah. lizards? Yes. Aren't big sharks lizards? Um <laughs> I, I need to. I need to. I need to give both of you. Um, I, I did send you this, but I understand if. But you just need to hear this. This poetry right here. Mm. So this is in the origin story of Game Hinge. This is. Um, this is some fish lore right here. The the lizards. Let me just tell you what's really going on with the lizards and the secrets of the helping friendly book. Passing through the corridor, I came upon an aging knight who leaned across against the wall in all the in gnarly armor. Now, see, Fish has that the lizards were a race of people <laughs> practically extinct from doing things smart people don't do. And <laughs> they had the Helping Friendly book until the evil King Wilson came into Gamehenge and he stole the Helping Friendly book, which had all the secrets of eternal joy and never-ending splendor in it. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, right? Welcome to Gamehenge, man. So... Oh my God. So um, the trick, though, don't you want to know? That, I mean, the Helping Friends yeah, book, know. it seems, contained ancient secrets of eternal joy and never-ending splendor. The secret was to surrender to the flow. I wish it was that easy. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, you're already you're swimming upstream, Hadley. Just oh, that I surrender. I need to just go with the flow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That would, cause all, that would solve all my problems. I don't think the L.A. people just went, the L.A. lizard people didn't just go with the flow, though. They were, like, preparing, you know, and, like, digging giant cities underground and stuff. Right. They didn't want to go with the flow. But maybe that's what the They didn't the want flow... to go with the fire. Yeah. They were trying to fight against nature. <laughs> yeah. They were just trying not to burn their asses up. Yeah. They were running from a dragon. Exactly. <clears throat> so, so Danny Targaryen, so seriously, <laughs> wait a minute, I think we just discovered we're gonna do Los this? Angeles is King's Landing. Right. And the fire oh, no. spread. I mean, we kind of are King's Landing. I mean, we're kind of, I mean, <laughs> dude, that's pretty fascinating. You should write a thank piece on that. I bet it would become viral really fast. I'm, I'm letting people hear it right I'm now. I'm sure BuzzFeed would, would publish that. BuzzFeed. They would. <laughs> I better get Absolutely. on the line. Which LA neighborhood is one of the seven kingdoms? <laughs> so, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Do you, um, did, did we get a chance to talk about Ghosts in the Hood when you were on last? I think you told me about it. Deficio? Yeah. Yeah, you told me about it. I still haven't hmm. delved into it yet, but you did tell me about it, and it sounded amazing. Yeah, I mean, it is amazing and everything. I was just thinking of um, urban legends for you with your weirdo column. 
because there's yeah, a few any of them. other weirdo legends, but they have to be LA based. That's the only thing. Yeah, that's all straight LA. That's what was so great about yeah. that. They're well, literally. Then I definitely need to look into that. So yeah. what? Um, what else are you writing about? Like, is it, can you give us a preview of something coming up? She just came up with a Game of the Thrones next... theory in that's true. Los Angeles. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, the next one is I'm going to do for the, for Los Angelino. It's going to be kind of debunking the conspiracy theory myth of the Battle of Los Angeles, which oh, a okay. lot of that took place during World War II. That a lot of people have ascribed to aliens right, or a very a Japanese famous... attack on American soil. Yeah, it's uh, so I'm going to yeah. delve into that one. <clears throat> That's referenced a lot. Yeah, in in any UFO um, modern history is the where people where 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 did that take place? There's a there's a a, a fort out there or something or a, a base out there that that responded to what they believed was some sort of attack. Yes, and that that is true. Yeah. Yeah. They did. They and it was probably a weather balloon and it was like really, you know, it was kids who had like just enlisted and were super nervous and they saw something in the sky and they overreacted. <laughs> Hadley thrown at the I mean, government weather balloon. Sorry. I mean, it's all yeah. You just described me Saturday when I saw a drone in my neighborhood. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy to think these are other things. I mean, I'm not trying to sound like, you know, a you, government shill, but I think usually the You are the lizard people. This is CIA infiltrated nonsense, government speak. Right. The um, greatest trick the lizard people ever pulled was convincing <laughs> you they didn't exist. Yeah, oh. That's good. That could be true. That's good. That's, that would be a total mind fuck. That, that could definitely be it. And you should just say that and then just stare into the camera real hard, Hadley. Like, real hard. Just just mad dog them. Oh, my God. I mean, the, the, you know, there's stories of tunnels all over Los Angeles. And I think it's all greatly exaggerated. Um, on one of the tours I lead, we do go in a little tiny tunnel underneath downtown. And, man... There is, I understand why there's so many myths and legends about tunnels and catacombs because they are just the creepy, creepiest, most like unearthly places you can go into. And they do exist. I mean, I mean France has yeah, catacombs, right? Oh, God, yeah. the catacombs in France, most terrifying place I've ever been in my life. I haven't been. Oh. I highly recommend it if you have the Oh, uh, I don't. Right. No, yes, you do. Well, then that means the people that are most likely listening to this probably yeah, would, they're, maybe. They're down for it. Uh, well, you know, give us a call right now. Are you down with it? Call the oh. podcast hotline. No, I'm just kidding. I ran out of there like I was in a horror movie. I was so scared. So let me just go ahead and bend your mind back again. What yes. if, do you know why they call them fault lines? Because it was no. it was the lizard people's fault because they built cities in the ground that essentially <laughs> fractured the coast of California and made it unstable and made it unstable. Theory. I mean, do you see where we're going with this? Yeah, I buy that. I think that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, we could have a lizard people totally magazine now. I think. Yeah. Just have a. You should. Yeah, y'all do a lot of conspiracy theory jokes. I feel like that could also be a whole subgenre. Yeah, I'm yeah. interested in um, talking to your podcast friends, the Lizard People. 
Oh yeah, they're a lot. She's a lot of fun. They just they just do whole you know their whole thing is conspiracy theories and talking about and kind of ragging on them and stuff. She's Caitlin's very delightful. Y'all should hook up and chat for sure, for sure. Um, so you never you never made it out out to the forum to see a fish show. I've never shockingly seen fish. I mean, I have a lot of friends who like followed them and stuff. Right. But I was more of a basic like Dave Matthews fan girl. No, I know. I know you are. Yeah. I know yeah, you are. Yeah, I was into Crash and Crutch and I mean, you think it is pretty cool that, and all that stuff. Right. You think it is pretty cool that Trey plays guitar on Dave's albums and that they went to Africa together and then Trey got sober and they had yeah, to be separated. Yeah, that's like awesome. But there, you know, fish is a little too much for me. <laughs> you know, cool you know, seriously, Trey got sober and like he and Dave can't hang. I mean, they're still friends, but they just can't hang. Oh, really? Yeah, they were shit can that entire Africa trip. Oh well, I mean, that's not surprising. Yeah, no, Dave, but I mean, they were getting Dave's heavy. Dave's like legendary. Yeah, in, I went to college in Virginia, and he is like, he slept with like every girl school girl in Virginia. Crash, and I went to all girls school. <laughs> So we every girls' school had stories of who had slept with Dave when they used to do the whole Virginia college circuit. Mm, the Virginia he married college a Sweetbriar girl. He married our rival. I went to a school called Hollands, and he married a girl from a rival all girls school. Ooh. Did you feel betrayed? They're still married. What were your colors? Green and gold. Green and gold. We have loved of old. There is supposedly a hidden tunnel underneath. My uh, university as well. Okay, I'm that some girl to, I'm, drowned in what? I'm starting to get worried about you, Hadley. I think this is kind of an issue. It seems like it's something you're seeing tunnels everywhere. Yeah, Hadley. There's just tunnels. There are, man. There's supposedly one under the Chateau Marmont. Now you just made that there, place up. I mean, no, that's I, true. That's true. Tell There's me about supposedly it. Supposedly one under the Chateau Marmont that runs somewhere, so that people could like party in private. Yeah. I've heard that still exists. I don't know, though, because I've only been to Chateau for drinks once. I've never gotten to stay there. I'm not rich enough or cool enough. You don't get to take the secret tunnels? No. <laughs> Have, that was so... That sounded so sad. There's <laughs> tunnels everywhere, man. Yeah, it's man. happening. Can you tell everyone kind of how they can follow your work? Sure. You can follow all my stuff um, if you just go to my website. HadleyMears.com. I link to all my recent articles and my tours and on-camera appearances and jazz like that. If you want to hear me debunking another legend, I was recently on um, Paul Shear's podcast, Unspooled, uh, telling the whole true history behind the movie Chinatown. Oh, wow. And Throwing cold water all over that. And then this summer, um, through Table Cakes production, I'm debuting my own podcast, Underbelly LA. Stop it. Where uh, each week we go through a different murder or sad thing, basically, and talk about it. That's awesome. Whoa. We'll have to have, yeah. have you back to talk about that. Yeah. Thank you. It should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to people finally getting to hear it. It's a brave new world of podcasts, which y'all know. You got in kind of, you know, at the start, right? I mean, not technically at the start, but early. Earlier than early. Earlier than most, 
I would say. That's safe to say. That's yeah. awesome, though. So you've found, like, your audience, you know, that, that you're, like, legendary. You'll They'll keep you no matter what. I, I'll tell you what. They have to because it's <laughs> we're the most difficult podcast to find. We have a name that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I just found out. I just found out. We the never other release day, an episode. I just found out the other day. <laughs> iTunes booted my podcast uh, for like new subscribers off of their off of their platform. It was off for like eight months. Hadley, I didn't know. Oh and it was, no! They had to write Why? a rule about me because I was I was cheating apparently, and I named something something, and they they literally had uh, a paragraph that said, "If you're trying to game the system, you will be removed." Uh, Wow. And that's like uh, still the biggest podcast catcher that or way that people. Oh, by far, yeah. So, I mean, I literally just got it fixed like a couple of days ago. That's why I've kind of been waiting until I knew that it was good to go before we did this because I'm interested to see the rebound should be severe. <laughs> absolutely oh man well good i'm glad you got it all figured out oh yeah yeah so i mean it's just like people you have to work to get to this show and then when you get here <laughs> i like that exclusive is always good vvip is always yeah good. you gotta find a secret tunnel to find us and right then... and we we talk like our conversation last week you heard it you know that's the way that we're gonna yeah. talk it's behind the scenes if you want to get here, but you got to do, you got to put in some work too. I'm not going to explain <laughs> everything to you. We don't have to reset. Yep. I'm all about not, I'm all about secretive things that nobody knows about, but you. Nothing ever makes me feel cooler than when I know something someone else doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> you need that on a people. shirt. You yeah. need that on a shirt for real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I needed to ask you that I remembered what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you if you know the name Tim Callum Carrion. No, what's that? <laughs> it's a good response. Yeah, it is a good response. So Tim Callum Carrion is a caller. He's a person who was registered for the U.S. House race in California, the U.S. Senate. Okay. And for the presidency. Multiple times. Multiple times. And right. he called the show that I work on currently. And he began his call with telling me that Satan had put a delay on his phone so that he couldn't understand when he was time to come on the radio. <laughs> My name is Tim Callum oh, Carrion. No. T-I-M-K-A-L-C-H-M-A-R-I-E-A-N. Best candidate, best major candidate yeah. for U.S. House. U.S. This is real. I'm telling you, Do you this have is real. Oh yeah. my god! So um, yikes! So the awesome thing is the guy, one of the hosts that I work for, he kind of was trying to do a bit where he said he was going to run for Senate against Feinstein. Okay. Okay. So he was like asking one of the other producers to look up who all, <laughs> who all was running for Senate in California. And he's like naming all these people, you know, normal political names. And then he's like, and Tim Callum Carrion. I'm like, Tim Callum Carrion. <laughs> so, oh my God. So, so the crazy thing about this wow. cat is he, there's not a picture of him on the internet. So there's this blog that what they like to do is just knock the living teeth out of people that are po politicians or stunting or causing tax dollars to go up because they're doing some bit. 
So they said, right. well, since the internet doesn't have a picture of Tim Callum carrying, we should make one. So they put like a Mr. Potato Head thing on their website and various users could go and drag like a penis for his nose. And so his pictures are pretty insane. But I have a I have a thing where sometimes when these people are really going off the rails, I ask them a specific question. And that question is always, always, what are your thoughts on Bigfoot? And you can just imagine, <laughs> you can just imagine people are like, oh, God, I swear to God, Nancy Pelosi's on cocaine and uh, no. Farrakhan can beat Trump. No. So, um, you know, they're, they're losing their fucking mind over whatever it is, you know, the news of the day. Yeah. And then, I, like, when I catch a live one, I'll give them the, okay, yeah, well, sorry, you know, we're not going to be able to take that on the air, but. If you want to participate in our super secret off the air poll, you can do that. Okay, yeah. Well, what is it? And I'd do this number. Okay, let's see. Today, <laughs> the Today's question is what are your thoughts on Bigfoot? Oh, my okay, God. Okay, so um, I'm going to play you just a minute of me asking Tim Callum Carrion. And I'm telling you, if you did a magazine article about this guy, yeah. he's your biggest <laughs> urban legend. Yeah, this is the legend you need to get to the bottom of. Most, okay, let's hear it. Most definitely. Wow, that's fascinating. Do you think that there's a possibility that they could exist? Uh, it's possible that they're actually uh, demons pretending to be Bigfoot. Demons, you think? Wow. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of reports of red eyes. It's possible that they're. It's possible that aliens and Bigfoots are actually demons. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Right, man, I mean. Do you, do you think the government is Satan? Uh, well, I think a lot of people that are working in the government are worship Satan. Yeah, I do too. Oh. John Podesta, right? <laughs> uh, I think Obama is uh, the Antichrist. Oh, really? Whoa, oh, whoa, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any proof to back that up? Or? But you think that they're most likely spiritual? I'm, it's possible that Bigfoot and aliens are actually demons. What about ghosts? Ghosts are probably demons. Okay. What about, um, like vampires? Those are probably demons. What about werewolves? Probably demons. What about elves? <laughs> probably, demons. probably demons. What about gnomes? Probably demons. What about... Oh. I don't know anything about... Those. Probably demons. <laughs> what about, uh, like dinosaurs and stuff? <laughs> uh, those are probably... Uh, animals that have demons in them. Oh, okay. Oh, my <laughs> God. Jesus put the demons in the pig. Uh, wow. I love that guy. So the awesome thing is, I, this was at a time when I was actually working with two different network shows. One of them right. is at night. One of them is during the afternoon. And I was on the night one about six weeks later. And I picked up the phone and Bam. Hey, this is Tim Callum Carey and T.I. I I was like, Tim, Tim, (laughs) dude, you've been on our YouTube page. You're huge. You're huge worldwide. And he goes, I remember talking to you. Probably demons, right? Or he said, just demons, right? Probably demons. demons. My favorite thing about that audio is when you first hit him with the question, he says, I don't know anything about Bigfoot. And then (laughs) It's escalated severely. And then he says, well, my wife knows a Bigfoot hunter. Well, I think you might know a little something oh, about I Bigfoot, love bro. It. I don't understand. Well, so Hadley, fantastic. Hadley, you are fantastic. We 
Oh, thank you. We so enjoy joking around with you, and I enjoy letting you pour cold water on stuff when needed. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite thing to do. Have you all watched the... Uh, have you watched What We Do in the Shadows, the TV show at all? I haven't seen the TV show Where, yet. Where's the TV the show? The TV show is hilarious, and there's an energy vampire. Oh, the, the movie is one of my favorites, the, is one of my favorite things, yeah. but I haven't got to watch the TV yeah. show yet. And the energy vampire sucks all the fun out of things, and I like to think <laughs> that I put the fun back in with true history, but a little bit that I'm like an energy vampire. Yeah. So I hope I was able to do that. Are the werewolves? A little bit in, this lizard people miss today. Are the werewolves in the television show? Yes, and they're so funny, and they have women werewolves now, and they're just as dumb as the ones in the movie. But it's it's, it's set so in funny. it's set in uh, in America, right? Like the TV show. Is it's set? on Staten Island, which is perfect. Yeah, I didn't even know this was occurring. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Like I highly recommend it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like a tonight thing. It's on FX. You said yeah, how many FX. episodes are we talking? Yeah, and it's on like all the streaming stuff. Like I have Hulu. It's on all. Don't that brag. Stuff. Don't brag when you're in here. <laughs> I have Hulu now. I've given up cable because I'm a good mm. citizen. No, yes, uh-huh. yes, yes. I'm, I'm, <laughs> uncut the cord, recut yeah, it. Yeah, cut the cord <laughs> finally. Um, but uh, yeah, it's hilarious. I highly re- if you like history and dark things, I recommend it. It's so much fun. Yeah, I do. I'm a big fan of drunk history too. I like drunk history, but I don't drink anymore, so it bums yeah. me out because I always think how good I would have been on it before I. <laughs> you would have. Oh, you this would have been, been right up your alley. Yeah. Yeah, so it kind of bums me out because I can't do it, and I wish I could. You can't just like huff paint and pretend to drink, you know. I could, but I feel like I'd get in trouble with certain people if I did that. So. <laughs> like you think just Derek not would me notice? Anymore. Just be jealous of the other people who did it. Yeah, do you think Derek would notice if you had just like a rag with ether on it? <laughs> you were just taking a, a hit of it every now and then. <laughs> I just pretended I was drunk the whole time. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I've seen some interesting ones involving dolphins lately. The drugs episode of Drunk History. I mm-hmm. highly recommend that one for you. And then we'll circle back and werewolves, and we'll yeah the dr- the drugs episode of. It's. It involves a dolphin and LSD, <laughs> and John F. Kennedy and methamphetamine. So you heard that right? Are you still there? She died. She Hadley. Do we disconnect? Ladies and gentlemen, where did Hadley meet? Where did she go? The lizards got her. Liz Angeles. Dude, we gotta say goodbye to her. Hey, I got cut off. What's the deal? What like it's a conspiracy as to why you disappeared? Uh, well, the devil, Satan, did that, right? Oh, yeah, he put a delay on my phone too. He put a delay. Yeah, he thought we were being too, you know, too nice. We were. We were having too much fun. Yeah, um, so we wanted to put a kibosh on it. Well, um, oh my God. we called you back to say bye. and Okay, well, bye. Thank you for having me. No, thank you again for your time. Awesome. Thank you so much. Y'all have a great day. You're great, Hadley. You rule. Thank you, miss. My pleasure. Thanks, y'all.
All right, so anybody looking to follow us, um, you can find us at OKTalkShow.com. That'll take you to all the, the episodes. If you want to share anything with folks from there, you can follow us on Facebook. That's just search Facebook uh, slash uh, Facebook.com. Let me try this again. <laughs> Good God, it's been so long since I've done this. Facebook.com. All right, anybody looking to follow us, you can find us at OKTalkShow.com. That's got all the episodes. You can share things from there. You can just find raw uh, audio episodes there. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash OKTalkShow. We'll be hanging around, posting articles and stuff like that. We'll probably post this Lizard People article as well there. Um, You can find us on Instagram at OKTalkPodcast. We're OKTalkPodcast on Twitter as well, so follow us there. You can find us on, uh, you can email us, OKTalkPodcast at gmail.com. And um, you can also find some lovely new merch. Uh, What do we got over there now? What's the... Man, I think there's like... Bedspreads, tapestries. All right. Um, you got hats yet? No, that's the one thing I can't figure out. Why well, they don't have the hats? Okay. But um, there's, I enabled some a bunch of different stuff. So check it out. And I tell you what, just check it out and see if you like anything. And then in about a week, I'll run. We'll be running like a 10, 15, 20 percent off or whatever. Okay. And that's shop.oktalkshow.com. Shop. OKTalkShow.com. It's really easy. You just click on the logo and then it'll bring up a page where you can select shirts, um, sweatshirts, men's, women's shirts, children's stuff. You can select um, household items. You can get um, throw pillows, throw pillows, uh, shower curtains, fine tapestries, rugs. I didn't say fine tapestries. <laughs> So um, all sorts of all sorts of stuff like that. Shop.oktalkshow.com. Um, that's a great way to um, and hit us up on the socials. Uh, tag us on Instagram. Again, OK Talk Podcast on Instagram. If you buy something, tag us. We'll we'll repost it. Yeah, slide in my DMs. Yeah. Um, so that'd be great. Um, thank you all again. OKTalkshow.com is where you find all the episodes. Share it around. Like, comment, subscribe. Leave us a rating and review on whatever platform you can do that. Again, like like Clint was saying earlier, that kind of stuff really, really helps. We appreciate everyone who's left one. Go and uh, leave one more. Really, seriously, yeah. if you want more of this thing, w- that is s- some severe motivation because both people, of us work people our People might ass be off. looking at those kinds of things whenever they're right now, looking yes, at us. As a matter of fact, <laughs> if, you, if you're like, man, I really wish I could do something for you guys, buy you a mayonnaise and cheese sandwich and yep. maybe some deviled eggs uh yeah um that would really be right up our just even if you go to apple Podcasts, just hit five stars yep if you write a review it's way cooler but you don't have to i get it. you're busy you're busy just go there you're that busy though click the five stars at least you're not that busy you can click the five stars if you want to take a minute to write a paragraph write two lines you got to go listen to another episode of that right. other podcast. I mean, right. really? Right. These two dudes blow dolphins. What, like, whatever you want to do. Blow dolphins? I'm just saying. Whatever you want to do. It's interesting that you use the term blow dolphins. That's what I'm saying. Next. All right. OKTalkShow.com. Hit it. And next time on OK Talk, we will be talking about Dr. John C. Lilly, LSD, communications with dolphins, and dolphin and human sexual relations a dolphin human chimera just a hand job just a hand job (laughs) 
Through the corridor I came upon an aging knight Who leaned against the wall in gnarly armor He was on his way to see the king of Prussia, talking as he tried to crush a bug that scurried underneath his blue heel. He said there was a place where we should go. So he led me through the forest to the edge of a lagoon by which we wandered till we reached a bubbly spring. The night grew very quiet as we stood there. He lifted up his visor and he turned to me and he he said I come from the land of darkness He said I come from the land of doom He said I come from the land of gaming From the land of the big coming But I never am going back there And I couldn't if I tried Cause I come from the land of lizards And the lizards they have died And the lizards they have died And the lizards they have died And the lizards they He said, I come from the land of 
this one swimming naked in the fermentarium. I am the Lizard Queen! BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 